Um, man, my brain is like fuzzy as hell tonight. <laughs> and this is before the drink. <laughs> this is before the drink. This is just from the day. It's been a rough day. It's been a long day. It's been a real Wednesday. I'm sorry. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. How's it going? It's oh, should we say what we're doing? Should we say what the name of the podcast is and like nah, who we keep, are and all keep, that? Just keep going. Just keep <laughs> you going. know by now, if you tuned in, you know. Right. This is Restless Spirits. Oh, fine. You're doing it anyway. I did it. I can't I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. I'm Taylor. I might be Ben. Maybe. They know or they don't. What if someone, t- was this, what if this is like the first episode they tune into? Then they'd probably have gone, what is this? They're just chattering to each other. I mean, isn't that what a podcast is, really? I suppose. Like, in its truest form, it's just people chatting. Probably. Yeah. I can hear the bedroom door, so go ahead and write that down as one of your ghost noises. No, okay. Do we want to address this right here, right now? By all means. Okay. So, our past two episodes, Nashville and Fredericksburg, Mm -hmm. there was... Some inexplicable audio. You may have picked up on it. I don't know. I'll put it. I'll go back and put in the audio clips so you guys can hear it. Okay, guys, my audio is not super great because I am recording this on my laptop without our fancy uh, usual microphone. But I said that I would put in some of these weird audio clips that we found. Now, I was only uh, I got a new computer recently and I lost some of our earlier episodes Um, You can still listen to them online and everything, but I lost our original uh, recordings of them. And so I don't have one of the pieces of audio, but this is from our Fredericksburg episode. Um, You'll hear Vin's voice and then you'll hear something that I can't explain. Uh, Maybe Vin could explain it better than me um, with some sort of scientific thing. Uh, This is what we got. So if you want to take a listen, here it is. Call campus security and ask if they could have like a cure. Okay, and I'm going to put it in one more time uh, so you can hear it again. I do recommend listening with headphones just so you can get a clearer sound. But uh, one more time. Here it is. Call campus security and ask if they could have like a cure. And now we'll get back to the actual episode. It's important to note for posterity. These, those, those two episodes were recorded with a different sound card and a different computer with possibly different processing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, listen, uh, as a person who's been editing the episodes mm-hmm. from the beginning, it was not a sound I'd heard before. Um, well, you wouldn't have because it would have been a different computer. But, like, I can't imagine that a different computer would make those sounds. Like it, it, And it was closer to the mic. When I put them in, you'll see what I'm talking about, that they are, like... It's weird, man. Okay. He's looking at me right now like if you guys could see his face. <laughs> like he is just like, mm-hmm, okay, little Taylor, you go ahead. You believe in your ghost. Pretty much, that's exactly what Cute, 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 yeah. tap you on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you funny? You, you thought you caught you, a little ghost sound. You enjoy that ghost noise. It was weird. And I, everyone I've played it for has agreed. Except you. Except me. Because I'll send them to him as I'm recording, and he's like, meh. Yeah, pretty much. Could not be bothered. (laughs) It irks me on such a level. (laughs) I can't even. I can't even. I need you to just tell me what we're doing this week. We are. We we didn't even talk about our weeks. 
I guess we should do that. I mean, really we quick. sort of did at the beginning. That was, That's true. I guess Retired. that was just our day. Retired. Right. It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. One week. One week. From today, I think, right? Yeah. You should probably buy some presents. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't done that yet. You should probably do that, too. I have I have ideas for people, but I haven't actually, like, bought them. That'll I'm, be this weekend. I am lying. I've bought most of them already. Oh, no, I literally haven't. Have you gotten your Secret Santa gift yet? No, but I know what I'm getting. Okay. I, I can't talk about it. No, probably shouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, um, what, this week? Yeah. This Friday? Friday. We're doing like a little friend get together with a secret Santa mm-hmm. um, aspect to it. Right. It's going to take me a minute to get used to this drink. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, let's start with that. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's mix it up this week. The drink this week. Well, is... should we say what city we're doing? Nah. We'll get there. No. <laughs> I'm just. Well, because the I'm name throwing of the, everything out the window. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Yes, he's just yes. done. Yeah. We're, um, we're doing Charlottesville, Virginia. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the drink. My hometown for once. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, I've been a couple of times, but mm. you probably know way more than I do. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I would too. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Mm. Yeah. So the drink this week is called The Cavalier. And, well, Charlottesville, home of the University of Virginia, their mascot is the Cavalier. So, easy enough connection to make there. Yeah. There are lots of vineyards and whatnot around Charlottesville, so I thought about a wine drink, but no. We did that for Williamsburg. Yeah, we've already done it for one, and when am I ever going to get a chance to make a Cavalier? Like, that's not going to tie in anywhere else, I don't think. So, why not? Yeah. This is an unusual drink. Well, it's our first tequila drink. That's not unusual. And you, I can't even taste the tequila. There's not that much in there. Yeah. It's very. It's a pretty light drink. I can taste the other liqueur. Yes. It's tequila galliano, which is an herbal liqueur. And hold on. I'm going to grab the bottle. Yeah. Let us know. Yes. He's grabbing the bottle. I'm watching him. He's walking to the kitchen. And he grabbed a knife. No, he, he yeah. grabbed the bottle. It just says the original botanical... Uh-huh. With over 30 herbs and spices. So it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken? Pretty much. It's Italian. Mm-hmm. But, it, okay, so it says here, distilled in Italy. It does say that. On the back, product of Holland, bottled. Weird. Yeah, distilled in Italy, bottled in, in Holland. No idea why. What, why? Why would you not bottle it where you distill it? it? That's confusing. And it's a yellow color. It is. It's like a bright yellow. But it's got yellow coloring in it. So, oh. this is all very confusing. What does it actually smell like? Okay, I don't like the smell very much. No, I don't like the smell at all. It smells like pine saw. I get bathroom cleaning products. Yeah. It's like a fake lemon smell. And, okay, this will sound offensive and I do not mean it offensively. Asian grocery store. I haven't been in enough to know. There, there's a there's a certain odor, and I, okay. I, don't, I don't know what that odor is. I don't know if it comes first from all the different fruits and vegetables, produce, whatever. Yeah. Everything mixed together, but it's a very certain smell, and this is very close to that smell. Okay. Again, I do not mean that offensively. No. I don't mind that smell for that reason, but it's just it's not the smell you would expect. No. From an herbal liqueur. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So tell them how you make it, because you didn't yes. finish telling the ingredients. I did not. I did not. So 
it's a you start off with one ounce of gold tequila. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna branch off a little bit and talk about tequila because it's one of those you do, love it do, or you do, hate do, it. Taylor seems to love it. Do we have to pay for that? Tequila. I don't know. Okay. I distanced myself. I just felt like it needed to be done. I think the thing is, like, if it's fewer than 10 seconds, you don't have to pay for it. Okay. Well, good. Maybe. We'll play just nine seconds yeah. of blast of songs <laughs> from here on out. Also, like, that was far enough away because I can't actually mm-hmm. sing that I think no one would know what I was doing there until I said the word tequila. There you go. I was <laughs> thinking the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, he was, he, he was just so, kind of looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Pretty much. It's anyway. not an uncommon look. <laughs> anyway, tequila. Yeah. So, tequila is distilled from the nectar of the agave plant. Mm -hmm. So, there's... Tequila is pretty similar to other liquors in that it can be done... You can can drink it fresh. It's usually not great when you do that. Yeah. Or you can distill it in barrels Mm -hmm. for a longer period of time. So, like, you know, white or clear tequila, like Jose Cuervo, Silver, Patron. Those are called Blancos. Yes. Yes. And they're just straight up distilled in a bottle... You can sometimes age them for a little bit in like metal containers, mm-hmm. but not wood. But those are clear. Those are typically, typically not as refined. Yes. You know, if you get the right blend of agave in, maybe they turn out better. So then today what we're drinking is gold tequila. And gold tequila, there's, it's called, I think, Anejo tequila. Is it the Cuervo gold? It is not the Cuervo gold. Okay. No. I don't like Jose Cuervo. Um... I just like the line in the Steely Dan song, uh, Hey 19, ah. where they say the Cuervo gold. Gotcha, gotcha. Nope. I don't remember what this what brand this is, but it is not Cuervo gold. Okay. Um, Are you going to go grab that bottle too? I am not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. So this is... Well, now I am because I'm curious about yeah. which one I No, picked. I want to know. This is... Okay. This is an Anejo tequila. Anejo. Yep. That is aged from one to three years. Okay. Okay, so there's Reposado tequila uh-huh. that's aged from two months to just to a year. Okay. Anejo, one to three years. Extra Anejo is at least three years and up. Okay. So extra Anejos are like super dark. You can tell that this is kind of fairly dark for tequila. It's pretty dark. Yep. Mm-hmm. This, I have heard that... Um, so typically, if you do shots with tequila, if you do the, the white tequila, you do salt and lime. That's like the typical. Right. But I've heard that you can do folly shots with the with the gold tequila, and you use cinnamon and oranges. Interesting. And it makes a much better shot. Interesting. That I did not know. See, but this is why you have me around. I can tell you good. the good shots. No, but we both balance each other's knowledge. <laughs> exactly. I'm happy with that. <laughs> And this is better tequila than I thought it was. It's pretty so good, yeah. I'm happy with that. I would do shots with that tequila. Yeah. Or just kind of sip it. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not me. No. <laughs> well, see, we're going to end up doing this with every... Smell, we're going to sniff? That doesn't smell as sort of throw-up-y as most tequila that I... No, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yes. had some wild nights on tequila, man. Yeah. I've had a couple mistakes as well. But I didn't say mistakes. I, I just said, but for you, they are. They were mistakes. <laughs> so it's important to note, this one says 100% agave on it. Yeah. 
Some tequilas are made with like partial, like some agave and then like some sugar, sugar syrup. Okay. Those are called mixtos. And those are the ones when you order like rail tequila at the bar, that's what you're getting. Those are the ones that make you sick. Exactly. It's the sugar. Yeah. Schmose, schmirwe, schmirwe. Anyway, so when you're walk, looking at and this, honestly, this was $20, $25. This was Which not is expensive. not that much more than Cuervo. No. No, yeah. so like if you are buying tequila and you don't want to buy the stuff that makes college freshmen throw up, look for something that's, you know, an Anejo, look for something that's fully agave, 100% agave, and it's going to be a lot smoother. It'll it's, probably be in a prettier bottle. Probably. Probably. Just because it's in a skull bottle doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't fall for that. So, back to this Cavalier cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> One ounce of gold tequila. Uh-huh. One half ounce of the Galliano. Mm-hmm. Two ounces of mandarin juice. So this was an issue for us. Yeah, we talked about this. Yes, off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when we you were know, just hanging out. Like, luckily, we're recording this in December when mandarins are like everywhere at the grocery store. Yeah. But I don't know where you get mandarin juice otherwise. I don't know. The I don't think orange juice would be a good substitute because the last ingredient is whipping cream, heavy whipping cream. And it would curdle and get gross, I would imagine. Mandarins are sweeter than oranges. They're not yeah. as tangy. So, you know, less citric acid or whatever they call it. Yeah. I just, this is the first drink that we've done mm-hmm. that I can't decide if I like. Like, usually mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is great. Right. I love this. Maybe it's the heavy cream. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the Galliano that I don't like. Right. There's something about it that just, like, isn't. I'm going to drink it. Right. But, like, it's not my favorite. But also don't make yourself because yeah. if it's that much cream and you just don't like it, don't do that yeah, to yourself. Yeah, I don't usually drink, like, I don't I don't typically go for, like, a white Russian or right. something that has, like, a creamy. Right. Um, I was expecting an Orange Julius type taste. And when I took a sip of yours, there's a touch of that at the beginning. It hits you right at the beginning, but then there's something, like, very, almost... Almost savory, I think yeah. it's the Galliano. Yes. That's like almost savory. Right. And I can see how that would be a plus and a minus. Yeah. So. And I don't yeah. think that the mandarin juice is as strongly, and we were talking about this, it doesn't right. have as much citric acid. Right. But it doesn't have the, a strong citrus taste. Right. So yeah. perhaps if you're in a bigger city, you can find like genuine mandarin juice kind of more often year round. Yeah. I mean, if you were in the spring... I don't really know what you'd use to substitute for the mandarin juice. I mean, another sweet citrus, sure, but if finding something that isn't going to be as sour could be a problem. Yeah, because it'll curdle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That might work with a hit of coconut milk instead of, instead of the heavy whipping oh. cream. Oh, and that might taste better too. Because then you're almost verging into pina colada territory. Yeah. But then since tequila's got more of a bite to it, it might. It might, and the Galliano might yes. even that all out. Maybe we'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. At least you stop the curdling. Leave it to the leave it to the bartender. There we go. So, like in all of our drinks, this is just another well, most of our drinks. This is another shaken cocktail. So shaken, not stirred. Not stirred. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could. Yeah, this one's simple, and it does. I don't know that it gets a whole lot from the shaking, other than kind of aerating the cream and mixing it into the drink really well. Yeah. But you fill up your shaker with a good amount of ice. Add your ingredients. Top it. Shake like hell. Strain, pour you into do glass. Get a nice, maybe with the shaking, you do get a nice froth. Yeah, the, the foaminess is is nice. And 
because I had mandarins at home and I was squeezing them and squeezing them. I am not drinking a Cavalier. No, you're not. What are no, you drinking? I'm drinking a Harvey Wallbanger. Tell me about the Harvey Wallbanger. I love the name. Yeah, the, the name is the most fantastic really thing is. I've ever heard. It really is. And honestly, the, the rest of the drink is kind of a letdown when you think about it. When you have <laughs> such a great name to live up to. Yeah. Because it's just vodka, orange juice, and then you float some Galliano on top. So, nice to have some, you know, a cocktail with a common ingredient in mind. Yeah. But other than that, it's just a fancy Are screwdriver. Are you digging on the Galliano? <sighs> you gonna put a little more in there? Oh, he's just, he just sipped it straight, y'all. Strong licorice taste. Mm. So if you don't like licorice. That's, yeah, that might be what it is. That's, that's like not is. floating with me because yeah. I don't like the licorice. There you go. Also, oh, like, so I just wanted to taste it without having to all the other crap in the way. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, didn't enjoy that. Do you want to like drink some more of your? I will, but just wallbanger. Letting it sit just to try to figure out what else, what are the, what the other twenty nine are. Now that I've got the licorice down, <laughs> what are the other twenty nine herbs and spices that I put through in there? I don't know. I don't know. Pepper. There's pepper in there. Hmm. We'll look it up later. Yeah, but later. We'll, we'll right. talk about that next week. This has kind of gone off the rails for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More fun. than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay, because my, my haunted stories are short. Okay. So, mm-hmm. tell me, we're going to talk a little differently about, we're going to switch up the history a little bit. We've yeah. It's like, been a little, yeah. like, uh, mundane. So, right. what are we going to do? I figured you all didn't want to hear us just go on and on about, in this year, this happened, and that year, that happened. Because... You know, it's not really that important to, to hear that history. Like, it's not often that they intersect with the stories that you tell. You know, for Fredericksburg, yeah, the Civil War, that's a big one. Sure. But, you know, the shipping industry did not connect with what you were saying. Yeah. So, who cares? Not important. So, instead, this is going to be easy, going to be easy this week because it's Charlottesville, and I lived there forever and day, so I can kind of speak pretty well to it's it. It's a long time it to is. live somewhere. It is. It is. <laughs> But going forward, we're not going to bore you with, you know, dates and times, unless they're actually, like, relevant to the stories. We'll just hit on what the cities are known for, what the areas are known for, kind of interesting, fun facts, and then kind of think maybe stuff that we find interesting about the city. Yeah. Rather than just kind of a list that you can get from Wikipedia. Yeah. And just go to sleep to. I like that better. Okay. So, we'll Charlottesville. Pretty much smack dab in the middle of Virginia. It is like, I think, the geographical heart of the state. It is. It is. Right up alongside the Blue Ridge Mountains. You know, in the, what do they call it? The Piedmont region of Virginia. Because there's the I mean, Tidewater, well, Central, Piedmont, and whatever the hell is west of that. The, oh my god, we did this in we, some kind of plateau. Yeah. There was something from like 6th, 5th or 6th grade. Yeah. I just immediately forgotten. Absolutely. Once, we, once I got to where Charlotte's Well, we're in was. the Piedmont. Are we? Yeah, I guess so. Or are we in the cent- We're still in cent- the central area, which... I I only learned there was Tidewater, Piedmont, and then the, the west Maybe bit. I'm smushing an extra one in there for Richmond. I think you are. Possibly. Because we're in the Piedmont. We, we should be in the Piedmont. We're in the gently rolling hills. We are. We are. I think Frederick... Uh, Fredericksburg. Nope. Charlottesville. The, the city that we're doing this week. Yes. It, to me, it always fell, like, on the line of Piedmont and whatever that, like, little western one is. Right. And I think that, that Blue Ridge Mountain yeah. area, that's the connecting. Yeah. Or that's the dividing line, I should say. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. It's very, very pretty. I, 
It, I loved living there. It's a university town, mm-hmm. home of the University of Virginia. So everything kind of revolves around UVA. I have UVA. a lot of interesting feelings about UVA. Okay. Well, I went to Mary Washington, which was the sister school to UVA. Yes, it was. Um, when it was first around. Mm-hmm. But my uncle went to Virginia Tech. Mm. And my sister went to William and Mary, which has a very strong rivalry with UVA. It does. It does. Um, it's this. It's they fight over Thomas Jefferson. That's what they it really is. They really do. Where it's like, well, Thomas Jefferson went to my school. Well, Thomas Jefferson founded my school, and right. like, whatever. <laughs> right. Right. It's, um, it's a lot of just like nitpicky and fight. It's generally pretty exhausting. To- because you get those. Virginia is fortunate that there are several really good They're schools. They're really good schools. But then they just got to fighting with each other and yeah. just want to roll your eyes. And Mary Wash just sat out of it. Yep. She's just like, listen. Probably for the best. Yeah. Although there were, you could tell there were a lot of people at Mary Wash who like either didn't get into UVA or didn't get into William and Mary. Oh, dear. And they would like have their little like William and Mary or UVA sweatshirts. <laughs> and you'd be like, you're in the wrong school, sweetheart. Right. You got waitlisted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, is it's like it's I don't know where it is in sort of terms of the size for like cities in the state, but it's a decently sized town. I can only tell you from like working in news, mm-hmm. it's a slightly smaller market than Richmond. Makes sense, but that like right only slightly. I think the city itself was like last I remember like sixty five thousand people. Yeah, so like not small, but not huge. Yeah, not huge. Well, we'll get we'll get right into Thomas Jefferson. Why not? Yeah, TJ. Yes, Thomas Jefferson founded the University of Virginia in eighteen twelve. There's the initial big rotunda building where classes were initially held, and then the dorms and professor housing were built. So it's sort of like a U shape. Imagine a U shaped mm-hmm. shape with a rotunda at the bottom of the U. So that was sort of the big kind of iconic structure in the center of town or south end of town, really. Yeah. At this point, and then from. The lawn, which is kind of in the middle of the rotunda, you could look west and up into the little mountains. Yeah. And see Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's home. Which I'm, can, a, I'm going to talk about Monticello. Okay. Because you can genuinely see it from yeah. from the lawn, which is pretty cool. He wanted to build mm-hmm. the, a university and then see it from his house and vice versa. And I think he sold a lot of his personal library to help fund it, to help fund the start yeah. of the university. His library mm. also was like the foundation of the Library of Congress. Is it that was. yeah? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Dude had a lot of books. He did. Because there's still a lot of his books at Monticello. Yes, yes. He had a there's lot tons. of books. He was an avid inventor and did lots of fun yeah. stuff. He's a cool dude. I love that letter writing machine he had where he'd write with one yes. hand and he would just make a copy and follow his quill. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. It's clever. I think there's also some like dark history with TJ. Oh, well, of course. A little bit. Yeah. Um, Which we don't necessarily have to get into. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, anytime we're talking about these big historical figures, it's never to say that they didn't have... I, I have an issue with the the conversation sometimes around historical figures of like, you don't have to necessarily negate every good thing they did. You just need to acknowledge that they also did bad things. We've got to look at them objectively. Yeah. They're just people. It's hard to do that. It is. Mm -hmm. Especially with Thomas Jefferson here in Virginia, where like, I think that every Virginian 
that I've ever met has a very strong attachment yeah. to him. Right. And that, like, more so, I feel, than, like, even with George Washington sometimes. There's, like, a lot of ownership. I think with George Washington, there's this idea that he belongs to the nation. Yeah. But Thomas Jefferson is ours. Yeah. I mean, I'd love, it'd be interesting to go to Boston and see, and see something similar for John Adams, I'm sure. Sure. Or Ben I, Franklin and, Pencil- and, and like, well, Philadelphia. Oh, there's something. tons of that there. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, there's like there is this thing of like Thomas Jefferson is mm-hmm. ours, so let's shield him from any kind of discussion about his many many slaves right. and his relationship with one of those right. slaves. Right, right. At least one. At least one. Which leads me oddly enough into what a diverse town Charlottesville is now. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. But living the, in a university town with a huge hospital will do that. Yeah. So. It is a very diverse town. Lots it's, of it's yeah, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. love the little downtown area. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. It is. It is the area by the university, like the corner area, is really mm-hmm. fun. Lots of restaurants and fun things to see and do. Yeah. And then the downtown mall is equally fun. Yeah, and um, that's why the Nazis came. And that's and I'm, that's all I'm gonna say because I'll just get mad and sad otherwise. Um, and we're done with that. Yeah. I can't talk about that night. I don't want to. No. I, I will say this. I will say this. I will say one thing about that night. Is that was my first night. One of my first nights solo producing Ooh. the news. Oh, fun. You picked a Whopper. And I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Right. And I remember really distinctly going to my boss and being like, I'm going to do everything that I can, and I'm here, I'm in it, I'm, I, I will do whatever needs to be done, but I don't know where to even begin. Right. Like, I do not know how to produce a show of this magnitude. Right. That's what I remember about that night. And then I remember, like, it wasn't until I got home that everything hit me like a ton of bricks, and I just, the minute I walked in, into my door, mm-hmm. I fell onto the ground and started crying. Like, Ooh. couldn't even stop. Right. Like, everything that I had seen, because we get everything unfiltered. Right. So I, I just remember just, like, falling to the floor of my apartment and sobbing when I got home. Right. So that's all I'll say about that. There you go. It's I don't I didn't mean to make it all about me. No, it's okay. Because you were, like... Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm leaving out of that because I don't, I just don't feel like it. Because we can't. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. 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 But if you better, don't know what we're talking about, then like go look up what happened yeah. in August yeah. Yeah. of what, 2017. Yeah. But it says a lot about the city. That's why they kind of chose it because yeah. it's kind of the opposite of everything that those yeah. people embody. It's. Diverse, yeah. it's open, it's relatively progressive, it's... It's a really cool town. It is. It is. It's great fun. And yeah. you haven't been back in a while. So I haven't gone... I went to go see Vampire Weekend there, mm. like right after the release of uh, Modern Vampires in the City, their their third album. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been back. Gotcha. I don't think. My parents and I and my sister, we took a trip. To, like, do Monticello and all of that stuff. But I can't remember when we did that. We used to do Monticello all the time. It was a school field trip when we mm-hmm. had family coming from out of town. It was, that was the thing you had to take them to do. And yeah. Boy. It's a cool place. It is. I'll get it more is. into it when we do Ghosty Bits. It is. And it's certainly changed considerably from when I was young. And 
yeah. had to do all that. And yeah. It's just, you see, it's like, you know, when you're from a place, you don't want to go to the same tourist attraction yeah. over and oh, over. Oh, no, absolutely. Sure. It's like every time you bring someone new to Richmond, they want to go to Carytown. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I've been to Carytown a bajillion times. Right, right. And Carytown's gotten a little, like, commercial even lately. I've like, stopped going since you have to pay for parking. Mm. We did a whole story on that. Yeah? Yeah. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, there's nothing there that I need to go desperately for anymore, so yeah. I'm good. Are we good? Are we good to talk about ghosts now? Sure. Let's talk about ghosts. Is there anything else we want to talk about with Charlottesville? Some good wineries yeah. you mentioned Very earlier. Good, some good, good wineries. wineries. Barbersville is there, right? Yep. Barbersville is nearby. Um, Again, super good restaurants. That's fun. What's the... Um, Dave Matthews is from there. Yes, he is. Not a huge Dave Matthews fan, but I know... I, my, my brother-in-law, I know, is listening. And he is a huge Dave Matthews fan. Mm. So he will probably disown me after <laughs> listening to this episode. I loved it. Loved Dave Matthews in high school. But I think you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't not in Charlottesville. So I think once you leave that sphere of influence, it just sort of yeah. fizzled out a bit. It's not bad. No. No, he's not bad. No. It's just not what I, like, go for. No. No, me neither. Yeah. Wineries, Dave Matthews. Howie Long, who used to play for the Oakland Raiders, lives there. Hmm. Oh, Mary Chapin Carpenter lives up there. Sure. She's a singer. I've, you've mentioned her. Yes. I like her very much. Mm-hmm. I think she lives up in Charlottesville. Okay. Yeah. We really should have done a little bit of <laughs> A little re- bit of research. Something. Let me look up Mary Chapin, because I believe then, that's true. I used to live there, so I went to, you know, hey guys, go visit Albemarle High School and tell them Vin sent you. It's probably <laughs> a bad idea. Um... I'm looking at Mary Chapin Carpenter. Hold on. Oh. It's weird that I drank this whole Harvey Wallbanger and floated the Galliano, but I only tasted it at the end. You'd think I'd have picked up more of that yeah. as I was going. Interesting. Huh. I think Marley Matlin leaves. Marley Matlin lives near Charlottesville. So does John Grisham. Um, and what's his, doesn't, what's his face? Sure. Didn't, didn't what's his face? Um, the other... She lives near Batesville, Virginia, which I'm assuming is up in that. Yeah, it's part of, it's in Albemarle County. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that I always try to put it an R in Albemarle, which doesn't belong? Everyone does. I, yeah, because I always want to do Albemarle. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's funny when I Google famous Charlottesville, it comes up as restaurants and then authors. <laughs> like, Fair. That's kind of funny. Uh, David Baldacci. Oh, yeah. William Faulkner. What? Yeah. Was he from there, or did he just live there? Born in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh-huh. And I'm going to read his entire flipping Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake, I've just gotten to his college education. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. I've stopped worrying about it. Good. Oh, in 1957 or 1958, he was the oh. writer in residence. So only for like a year. Yeah. Um, I mean, UVA is a very good school. It is. It is. So I would imagine that it would attract a certain academic crowd. My dad was a professor there for a couple of years. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We didn't live on like this, the fancy faculty housing, but we yeah. did live on faculty housing. So 
by the time I graduated high school, I was sort of ready to do, to spend time to in a different college yeah, environment. To go, so, yeah, I, that's I didn't fair. even apply. I was like, I, I'm, I'm done here. I didn't, I didn't apply to UVA, did I? Now I can't remember. I don't think I applied to UVA. Mm. I only applied to four schools. Mm. Sorry. Just learned that an acquaintance of mine is in a band. Oh. From Charlottesville. Ah. 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk about ghosts now. Okay. All right. So Monticello. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not like, I. it's like in Albemarle County. Because yes. it's not like Charlottesville proper, right? No, it's not. It's like a little outside. It is. I feel like I'm going to keep checking with you to be like, I'm not dumb. This no, is like the fine. research that I did. That's all right. I didn't do anything this week. Please. <laughs> um, so Jefferson inherited the land in, on which the house is built when he was 21. And then they broke ground in 1768. And the house was completed in 1772 for the most part. But then there was like a second phase. Yes, there was. Because he just kept, he couldn't stop fiddling. No, no, he really couldn't. He couldn't stop fiddling. Um, I think the biggest thing to take out of this is that in 1800 is when they added the signature dome. Yep. To the to the house and the dome has eight skylights to bring in natural light. Um, and Jefferson was reading this book on French architecture by Philibert Delorme, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm gonna do this dome thing," and which he, really should be an Italian idea, but I mean, you would think, but it, this came from France because he was an, he was obsessed with. Oh, France. he was a, an absolute francophile. We've talked about this. Yes. I love, I don't love that he died, but I love that he died on July 4th. Same day as John 1826, Adams. Same, but like hours apart. Yes. And weren't their last words like about each other? Yeah. Well, yes, Theoretically, but like how on earth are we supposed to know that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who was sitting there writing that down and then went to compare notes? <laughs> well, they were best friends. They were, sure. But like having someone by their side to like take down their last words and then know. like get on the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> And um, meet in what Baltimore, <laughs> like whatever the halfway yeah. point. Yeah, everything is Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, but they died in the same in the same. Didn't he die in his house? He his house. Madison's house is not far from Jefferson's house. Right, but we're talking about John Adams. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm thinking Madison. Mm-hmm. They were best friends. Yes, they were friends too. Yeah. I don't think he was best friends with John Adams. Oh yes, he was. I don't know shit anymore. It's okay. I know he was really good friends with Madison. I'm sure. I mean, I have no doubt that he wasn't. Like, I'm sure yeah. he was, but he was definitely really good friends with John Adams. Because we went to Madison's house too. Madison yes. was short. Um, another college in um, Virginia, James Madison University. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after he died, the house went to his daughter, mm-hmm. um, but she had to sell it in 1831, and she sold mm-hmm. it to. None of this matters. The point is that in 1834, you've ha- you have me on this new thing now. Like I'm not going to bore you with super boring facts. In 1834, okay. Monticello was actually sold to Uriah Levy, mm-hmm. who was the first Jewish commodore in the U.S. Navy, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Levy was like a huge admirer of Thomas Jefferson, and so he started to use his own private funds mm-hmm. to start renovating and restoring the home, mm-hmm. and then. Right before the Civil War, like during the Civil War, the Confederate government seized Monticello and then sold it to this Confederate general. But after the war, Levy's estate was able to get the house back. And they're the ones who really like did a lot of the renovating and uh, repairing. Restoration. Restoration, yeah. 
A lot of R words. <laughs> it's really wild to me that like someone really admired Thomas Jefferson so they bought his house. Yeah. Like someone today is going to do that with like Mick Jagger. I mean, someone did do that with Nick Cage was like obsessed with Elvis and then he married Elvis's daughter. Right. So. Is that what, it's not really going to be the same when someone really wants to buy Jimmy Carter's house. Maybe. I mean, I guess there's Graceland, which is like an example of someone admiring Elvis so much that they like restored his house into well, a museum sure, to him. But that's like exactly my point. It's hardly a president. It's just, yeah, it's, no, it's true. It's, it's a hippie dude who sing blues songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was hippie. Didn't he do the hip thing? Oh, I thought you meant like hippy dippy, like hippie no, no, no. Like 60s like he moved hippie. His hips back and forth and he did things. move his hips quite a lot mm-hmm. um, and caused a lot of scandal. Yes. But in 1923... I'm anyway, gonna, the Levies. The Levies. <laughs> in 1923, a nonprofit organization, the Thomas Jefferson Foundation, purchased Monticello, and they've kind of kept up their renovations. Yep. And it's the only private home to be named a UNESCO World Heritage Site, which I think is very interesting. That is neat. Um, ghost time. Stop. Ghost time. Um... So it said that Thomas Jefferson, I mean, it's not said. Thomas Jefferson really loved Monticello. and um, But it said that maybe he never left. Um, he was known to, like, walk through the home in the gardens. And when he did, he would always whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people, staff have reported that after hours, when they're, like, alone, they'll hear whistling through the house and footsteps. And then they'll also hear whistling out in the gardens. Like, the gardens are really where he's heard a lot okay people will hear like a whistle <laughs> um and then some people have actually said that they've seen an apparition of him walking through the gardens whistling gotcha um but that makes me think that it's a residual haunting and it's not intelligent that he's just kind of going through his day right which we've talked about the difference between residual and intelligent hauntings so that doesn't necessarily mean that his spirit is sticking around but maybe because he loved the house so much like some part of him stayed there gotcha. which is kind of a nice thought yeah. 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 There's another... This this one was kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a report of a security guard who was in the home after Monticello had closed down for the day. And he was, like, walking through the house and he stopped because he thought the sunset was, like, so gorgeous out of, like, the many windows. It's a very bright house. It is. I was actually going to say that. It's... They, it took advantage of being kind of on top of a hill and getting that natural light really yeah, bright. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, to me, I was surprised by how bright it was when I went. Because I think of old houses, I think of like really heavy, you know, like heavy wood and kind of darker and like really heavy furniture. They feel oppressive. Yeah, but you go into Monticello and it's almost light and airy. Yeah. And like... You're kind of just like, it's it's nice. It's it feels a beautiful good. house. Sure. Um, so he stopped. He wanted to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And he says right at that moment, his camera froze mm-hmm. and turned off. And just as all that happened, he heard a voice shout no. Mm-hmm. And he never got his photograph. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. There was no one there. So he didn't know who was shouting no at him. Right. Um, so that's like a weird thing. Maybe... Maybe TJ was like, dude, just enjoy the sunset. You're like, don't take a picture. Like, right. You just mm-hmm. remember it because you remember it. Mm. Um, visitors have also reported that when they take pictures um, and get them developed, a young boy will appear in them wearing a uniform and a tri-cornered hat, but it's not clear who the little boy is. He did have a son. He had at least one son. 
I'm sure he did. Mm. I don't know if it's him. No one really knows who this little boy is. It's right. a little blonde boy. Who knows? Who appears in the... Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. My final story, my own, my second story, is about a place nearby. Mm. Um, Mitchy Tavern. Mickey. Mickey? Mickey Tavern. Well, I always heard Mitchy. We Did you went really? there and they said Mitchy. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We'll go with Mitchy. Well, now I don't know what to say. Go with Mitchy. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'll say Mitchy because that's what we were told. That's quite all right. Okay. Well, it was established in 1784. <laughs> I didn't mean to cause controversy. No, it's just like I, when I went, that's what they said. That's cool. Okay. Because I've been there. Have you yeah, been there? Yes. Did they say Mickey to you? I, I remember Mickey, but it's God fine. Damn. It's quite. It's okay. I don't like being wrong. It's 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 fine. Okay. It really is fine. Write in and I'll let us know. I'll be wrong on this one. It's okay. Let us know if who's right and who's wrong in the debate. Um, I don't mind being wrong. I saw that I, I just feel embarrassed when I'm wrong. If I got this whole thing wrong. I've like gone I've long been, past embarrassment. I've been just... saying Mitchy forever. We'll go with Mitchy then. Okay. Even like before this research. This isn't just like. Right. I assume you didn't go there for the research. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I never heard of it until we went, which is mm-hmm. why I thought, oh, Mitchy's a weird name. Right. Anyway, it was founded by the Scotsman, um, and it was actually located in Earliesville, yep. which is 17 miles away. Yes. And it was like a popular spot for travelers and visitors. Um, they owned, the Mitchie Tavern uh, family owned the tavern for like 150 years. And then eventually it passed on to the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it was bought by this woman named Josephine Henderson, and she's the one who was like, let's move it. And so she moved the the tavern 17 miles to its current location, which is about half a mile from Monticello. So there you go. Yeah. It's nice that they keep all the tourist stuff real close to each other. Real close. Um, And and a lot of people have said that she, like, had that in mind. Mm. That she was, like, kind of an, an entrepreneur. And she was like, we'll make more money and this place will stay alive the closer we move it. To the tourist center. Makes sense. Which I think is actually mm-hmm. pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it still operates today as a tavern. And it's also kind of kind of like in like Colonial Williamsburg. Um, it's a piece of living history. So people, the workers there dress up. Mm-hmm. And you get really good southern food. It's yeah. delicious. There you go. Have you? Did you like it when you ate there? I was like 20 years ago. So oh, I couldn't. okay. Give you a defined yes or no. I went, I went sooner. It was very good. Oh, good. I think I had pulled pork and it was really good. And I'm picky about pulled pork. Are you? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm a barbecue person and I only mm-hmm. really like North Carolina style. Ah, gotcha. I mean, I'll eat other stuff. You got this. I like Texas brisket. I like brisket. Um, but when it comes to pulled pork, mm-hmm. I don't like like Kansas City or even Virginia. Like, I like... The vinegary. Gotcha. Um, And I think that's East Carolina. It's not. There's two different types of Carolina. There's like vinegar and then there's like mustard based ones too. And I think there's like a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Georgia has a lot of the mustard based. Okay. Um, Western, I think West Carolina barbecue has a tomato base. Okay. Kind of like Virginia style. Do a, do do a deep dive on barbecue, but <laughs> we should why, why should we do yeah we should do that podcast. Oh, I could do that podcast. Really I love barbecue. <laughs> oh my god, love it, mm. and I'm picky about it. So anyway, the tavern's really cool, but it's also haunted. Mm. 
Uh, so I think the most ghost stories actually come from the second floor where there's like a grand ballroom. Okay. And people say staff and guests both have a have reported hearing like loud celebrations, like lots of voices, glasses clinking, music playing. Hmm. But when they go up there, there's no one there. Fun times. They're missing out on the party. They're missing out on the ghost party. Shame. The book that I primarily took a lot of this research from is called Haunted Charlottesville and Surrounding Counties. It's by Susan Schwartz. She wrote, and I think this was from another book, but she wrote that one time a psychic visited the tavern. Um, and she said that she could, like, still feel the jovial, like, attitude within that room that right. it had never really left. And she also said that she could feel the spirits of several famous visitors, including Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton. Oh. How convenient for her. Yeah. I'm not sure. Psychic mediumship is weird to me. Right. I don't always know how it works. I don't always disbelieve it. Right. But I always take it with a grain of salt. Like, I'm even more skeptical of that than I am of the, a lot of the ghost stuff. Yeah. The people who say that they can, like, feel. Right. And I think a lot of times you do have mediums who are like, yeah. I can see your uncle. Right. Was his name Steve? Hmm. No. Was it Joe? Right. Y- like, and, and they you're play like, around with, I see a letter S, a letter D, and then like, they just yeah. poke and poke and poke. Yeah. And I don't always know how I feel about that. But then sometimes you'll see them and they'll say things that, like, how could they possibly know that? Right. So it's like, I don't know what's real. Very good research. It's almost always a setup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree yeah, with you yeah, on that. But yeah. I mean, I have... Especially today. You just check someone's Facebook profile. You've got most of the sure. story in 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, she she said she could feel Alexander Hamilton there. Mm-hmm. The ballroom isn't the only place that's haunted. Mm. A lot of people have reported seeing like strange things in the bathrooms. Um, and one of the stories I read was that a staff member arrived early to start her day and she thought no one was there. So she went into the women's bathroom. But mm. as she was going into the bathroom, she saw another woman go in ahead of her. This woman was like dressed in a tan cape. And Ooh. but like I said, everyone kind of dresses up there, so right. like maybe that was someone. It's not terribly out of character. Yeah, so she followed into the bathroom, and she said that she saw the stall door close, but didn't hear it lock, and she didn't really think much of it. Just kind of like went on about her day, um, her routine. But she was like, the woman still wasn't hadn't come out mm-hmm. of the bathroom, and so she went in to check on her and said that like she was in the bathroom the whole time. So it's like a bathroom with stalls right so one of the stalls had like looked like someone had closed the door but just hadn't locked it right and so she was like maybe the woman's ill maybe she didn't even have time to like lock it and when she opened the door to that stall there was no one there gotcha kind of weird you see a woman go in and then they just vanish they just vanish Mm kind of strange visitors have also claimed to see the apparition of a man in the men's bathroom Mm And the book said that a little boy told his father that a bad man who had been in jail for a long time was in the bathroom, which is disconcerting to say the least. Just a little bit. That's not something you want to hear no. anyone say. Yeah. <laughs> there was a bad man in the bathroom. <laughs> this is like not, that's like, nope. Nope. No, not in 2019. Guess what? You're not going to the bathroom ever again. <laughs> You would hold it for the rest of your life. <laughs> till till you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
people hear footsteps when no one's in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, one ghost in particular is said to come into the building every night around midnight. And when people go to see who's there, there's no one. But then they hear the sound of heavy boots like stomping throughout the whole building. Right. So that's weird. That was a weird sound too. Yep. Was that like the trash person? It's either the trash person or the neighbor upstairs opening her sliding glass door. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, See? The, la- <laughs> the noises don't unnerve me. They're everywhere. But like that one we caught. Like we heard it. And we were like, oh, what is that? I'm just saying. This it's is really easy to tune out it's when diff- I do in, in context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the other part that's uh, haunted is said to be the general store. Um, I like the general store. The general store is really cool, mm-hmm. but it's haunted. Mm-hmm. There's a ghost that they don't actually know the name of, but they always refer to him as uppercase he. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he scares, he likes to scare people. Right. So one woman ran to an employee saying right. that she'd seen an apparition of a man who'd like disappeared before her eyes. And when the staff member tried to calm her down, mm-hmm. books on a shelf nearby reportedly started flying off the shelves and like mm-hmm. launched right at these women. You think they would have given him a name? Like at least like Haunted Jim or something. Yeah. No, just yeah. he. Yeah. They don't like, I guess he's like too yeah. spooky. Yeah. He's too spooky to have a name. Creepy Emmett. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a similar story with two women who were in the gift shop and mm. they were like screaming in the back room. So workers went to go check on them and they were just like both staring at this candle laying on mm-hmm. the ground. It wasn't like broken or anything. Right. And they told them that the candle had been on a table on the other side of the room and had just flown across the room Ooh. and just like landed in front of them. Well, geez. Which is also very disconcerting. And rude. My final one story about Mitchie Tavern is about a paranormal investigative team. Mm -hmm. They were conducting an investigation in the tavern. They had set up microphones and cameras like throughout the whole building. Mm -hmm. And they finally got in contact with one of the ghosts in the building. Now, it didn't say how, what like method they were using. Mm -hmm. My guess would be spirit box. Um, which we've talked about, kind of like creates a voice Mm -hmm. because they were asking questions and getting answers. So the only thing I could imagine, unless they were answered, so there are like a couple of different, we haven't really talked about this, but there are like a couple of different methods of like getting ghosts to respond to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you can use like mag light flashlights Mm -hmm. um, and, and set up like turn both flashlights on for yes and one for no. Or turn a flash. a brand thing? A mag light. I don't know. I just wondered if that segment was sponsored by Maglite flashlights. I think they're easier to turn on. Because you twist them. Yeah, you do. You do. So you can leave them like almost to the point that they Mm -hmm. would turn on with very little pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of lets you know when they're turned on and off. Um, You can also use like dowling rods. Mm. So you can like hold them out and you kind of establish... Mm A pattern of like, show me what a yes looks like, mm-hmm. and they'll come together, and show me what a no looks like, and they'll come together. Right. But that you can only use yes and no, yes or no questions. But this, they found out that he was from France, so mm-hmm. something tells me that maybe they were hearing a voice, that maybe they were using a spirit box. Right. That would be my guess. But I'm just imagining some guy with a dowling rod. Are you from Canada? No. Are you from <laughs> Venezuela? No. Yeah. Brazil, he's just going down the list. For God's uh, sake. France. Me... Thank God. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that's why, that's why I assumed um, hmm? a spirit box. Jeez, monsieur. And the ghost indicated that they wanted them to leave. Mm-hmm. 
And they were like, well, if you just answer one more question, we'll leave. Mm-hmm. If you answer just one more question, we'll leave. If you answer just one more question, we'll leave. This is like giving them only telemarketing. So the guy got, got annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit got annoyed. And that's when the team began to hear, like, footsteps running throughout the building. Mm-hmm. And it was like, first it started out just, like, pacing in the back room. Then the footsteps started, like, chasing them from room to room. Mm-hmm. And at one point, the investigators said that they heard, like, footsteps come right on up. Uh, on them they felt like a breeze past them mm-hmm. as though someone was like running mm-hmm. and then they were like maybe we'll get the hell out of here <laughs> so that's that's what i have on mitchy tavern there we go those are some ghosty stories which i thought were mm-hmm. very interesting yeah. i want to pick places i had actually been to i like that they're not the usual kind of overly threatening just like oh god no. death and destruction happened in this place no it's just kind of hey we've been here for a while we're just hanging out yeah yeah yeah. Very low-key. Very low-key ghosts. Yeah. I'm sure that there were scarier stories elsewhere. Probably. But I liked these. And I liked... I wanted to do Monticello. Mm-hmm. Because... I like... I like it. I've well, it makes sense being kind cool of and... most kind of one of its most famous landmarks. Yeah. So. And the ghosts there seem pretty chill. Unless right. you try to take a picture. Right. And then they're like, no. Wonder. No flash photography, please. No. That's what know. the ghosts say. Ah. So I was not intending oh, to Oh, not you. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out his phone right when I said no flash photography. Yeah. I was a little wondering, a little curious. you were there. like, Taylor, hmm? don't tell me what to do. See, there's, a, I guess there's a ghost that haunted the Rotunda EVA. Oh. I was wondering if you were going to bring that one up. Are you going to bring up a ghost? Oh, no. I'm not reading this. Please tell us. Tell us about the ghost haunting the rotunda, please and thank you. Well, okay. I'm literally reading this off of UVA magazine. Like, I'm not... That's I'm not fine. I don't care where you read it from. Apparently, okay, Alderman Library is kind of one of the... I think it's the biggest library on UVA's campus. Okay. It is very old. I remember going downstairs in that library when I was a kid in the basement. And, like, it, it gives you that... Definitely gives you that vibe of kind of creepy library with like the stacks and like mm-hmm. the half the lights don't work and you you do get a creepy vibe from it. Apparently one of the library ghosts is Dr. Bennett Wood Green, a Confederate surgeon who donated a bunch of books to the to the university after he died in the early twentieth century. Apparently his ghost once haunted the rotunda, mm. which was which used to be the library on campus yeah, yeah, until nineteen forty ish. And then when the books were moved to Alderman Library, the ghost went and followed them there. Because he was tied to the books, not the building. Correct, correct. That was it. What does he do? He just kind of wanders around. So you can, like, see him? You see an apparition? Uh, it doesn't say anything about that. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I could probably look at more <laughs> things and find out. But, but... I, I mean, I'm not going to make you do right. that. That seems cruel. That's okay. Me. Mm-hmm. At least we got one ghost story out yeah. of you. The Rotunda now, I think, is like the very top floor that used to be the library. I think it's like a big study lounge or something. Like, yeah. it's still actively used. I thought I remember there being like shelves of books, but I also went there like one summer a couple years ago. So, yeah. you know, full activities were not in swing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Is that this week's episode? I guess so. Gosh. See, now you got me thinking, because my dad used to work in the old UVA hospital that was old and ancient. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. sure. 
I have yet to do a haunted hospital or a haunted mm-hmm. asylum, but those places. I used to <laughs> I, I used to work for VDOT, the Virginia Department of Transportation, and downtown. One of their buildings is the old um, VCU hospital, so the third floor, and it was meant to be a teaching hospital. Yeah. On the third floor of that building is one of those rooms where you have like the small operating room, and then like the immensely steep stairs where like students would watch as people were like cutting people open. Yeah, like a gallery. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. I could not remember that word, but it's a it's a fun, creepy room. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go in there. They, they take everyone there on the first day, like, look at this weird shit. Look at this weird place that's probably haunted. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Ghosts. Ghosts. All right. All right. That's, you look at me, you look, you getting me kind of talk, talking ghosty? Yeah, Just, I love it. Well, you were talking tequila earlier, so. That's true, I was. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> very basically about tequila yes. and shots that I've I mean, taken. I took a very, told a very basic ghost story. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. But I like that you acknowledge that places can be creepy. Uh, creepy is certainly possible. I can acknowledge creepy. There's the, I, I think that's it's almost instinctual. Yeah. It's, it's like your body just telling you this is unsafe. Get out of here. Yeah. So, the, I don't know that there's much of that you can kind of rationalize your way out of. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So, intro and outro music is "The New Wave" by Billy Neptune. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Restless. Let and us on m- Facebook. And on Facebook. And We're- we have a website. We're all over the place now. We are. I have to update the script. <laughs> Let us know if you have ideas for the show or any drink requests or recommendations. Please also email us at RestlessSpiritsPodcast at gmail.com. You can email us your stories. We really... Guys, this is I'm going to make this request every single week until we start getting ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Please send your ghost stories. I want to know what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Let her know because she's going to keep asking. I'm going to keep gonna asking. I will keep asking until we get 70,000. Mm-hmm. I want 70,000 ghost stories. Ooh. That's a lot of ghost <laughs> That's stories. That's what I want. Oh, boy. Um, so be sure to tune in next week and keep an eye out on our social media for any hints and clues about what locale we'll be investigating next and the drinks that we will be making. Um, and also you can go to our website now and check out all of our recipes if you really want to make this tequila drink. This Which, orange Julius have you decided tequila. I don't the, like it. You don't like it. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's the first time I've ever not liked That's one. That's completely all right. Oh, anyway, but you can get the recipe and see for yourself. Right. Um, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review. We love you. Please keep listening. And as always, keep, keep it spooky. It spooky.